Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back. Hot fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just playing. Uh, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode, man. We ready? Uh, it's another chilly uh day out. Um, recording at night. I like to, you know, I like my settings real serene, real cool, real dark. You know what I mean? Um, using my work, my office, everything be pitch black as, as dark as I can get that hole. Um, with just the light from the screen is all I need. And uh, I, I just work better like that, function better like that. So usually I record. Uh, it's pitch black in this motherfucker. What's going on, man? It's, uh, you know, I just getting back. I, I I don't know what motherfucking episode we at right now. I think we at like 103, 104. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. Go make sure to follow my YouTube uh, at Wody. It's on my Twitter page. Um, I can use some subscribers, some views, some likes over there. Um, so when I link this, I'll link my, my YouTube up as well. And, and we can get like this. Uh, let's get right into it. Dana White, right? So, you know, as we saw last week, I kind of spoke about it um, a little bit on Twitter here. And uh, Francis Ngannou regained his title. We've all seen that. Um, two surprising things, right? Okay, obviously how the fight went with Francis Ngannou somehow figuring out how to uh, grab niggas and slam them down. The second thing, um, third thing, well, no, second thing, we want to add the number three. I'll tell you what the number three is. The second thing is, was Dana White was not there to wrap the belt around his waist, right? So it is, it is UFC tradition for Dana White to wrap the belt around the champion's waist, right? Uh, he's always done it. There has been maybe a handful of times where he hasn't. I know when Stipe Miocic won, he didn't want Dana to wrap the belt around him. He didn't fuck with him like that. I don't think he still fuck with him like that. Um, Stipe Miocic, a white dude. Um, he had his coach wrapped around his his waist when Tyron Woodley. I f- I forget which fight it was. It could have been the Wonder Boy two fight. Uh, he won the belt. Dana did not wrap the belt around his waist. That was Spike. Um, and then Francis and Gano. These are the only times I can think of offhand. I know it happened. Before, um, more times, but I think those other times were just at the request, maybe of the the champion or something like that. But it hasn't happened like five times, just in, in total, right? And the two that I know, where he just didn't do it himself, all right, was Tyron Woodley and Francis Ghana, right? So, um, besides being champions. Those two people have something in common, all right? All right. So we go we go to the race team because we know Dana White is big, big MAGA man, big MAGA, 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 MAGA eyes. Um, big Trump fan, uh, big dick rider. He's, he's just one of those guys, right? Uh, anything that's, quote, unquote, against the system, 
even though he is the sister, uh, he he's usually number one against you know. He, he's just one of those cats, right? Um, is Dana White a racist? Well, obviously I can't say that. I won't ever say anybody's not a, a racist. That's just how I I, I am. Um, did I think this was done as like a racial thing? No, I just think that Dana White is just really one of the biggest crybabies um, that you're ever going to find, um, especially if somebody at the head of a promotion. Uh, if you think about like anybody that's really into UFC, you know, Dana White is a big part of it. He is the UFC. Let me keep it real. He is the UFC. So his role um, as the uh, quote unquote, like the main promoter, the head guy, his role is a deserved role because we wouldn't even be having UFC, MMA like this on a large scale if it wasn't for uh, the promotion of Dana White, the mind of Dana White, and everything else, right? At the same time, if we had other commissioners that acted and handled their see the commissions kind of work for the owners so it's different in that way the commission not counted they do work for the owners but they could still be uh, you know spiting you know different things like that so it's a little bit of a different dynamic but if Adam Silver uh, who I think is awful and Roger Goodell who I also think is awful uh if they acted like Dana White, we would have a, a circus for sports. Uh, there would be sports teams. There's already sports teams in the past that have been accused of getting suspended for no reason. There'd be sports teams getting suspended for no reason. They'd be getting big fines. Certain motherfuckers be getting treated differently than others. For instance, and the reason I, I don't, you know, I didn't think that particular one or either either one of them, uh, I think he just didn't get what he wanted. Uh, with the Tyron Willie one, I believe it was the second one to boy fight, which was a really boring fight, right? But any action that was in it was initiated by Tyron Willie. And then the very first fight that they had was a fight of the year. So we went from Wonder Boy, Willie won, was a fight of the year. Willie really beat the shit out of Wonder Boy. It was a fight of the year. And then they had number two, which is a stinker. And then, bam, he's, he's just cut on, all right? Uh, Francis Ngannou, before the Stevie Miochik fight, he was really behind. Francis Ngannou got the train. This nigga fought like three times. Now, deservedly, I think he deserved to be in a title fight because, well, he wasn't ready, but deserved to be there because uh, just like the second time he had the fight with, with Stevie. It's, and then why I said this, like, how many people are just going to have to get knocked out for no reason? Like, if Francis beating Cain Velasquez, he knocked out Junior Santos, Cain Velasquez, he knocked out um, Rosen Strike quick, dangerously, uh, Alistair Overeem quick, dangerously. Like, these are, this has been, like, heavy, dangerous knockouts. And they've been quick. They've been in a, in a fucking hiccup. Steepy, he fought Steepy the second time. Nigga, Steepy hell was standing up like he was getting hit with electricity. He was fighting a uh, fucking electabuzz in that motherfucker. Like his hair was literally poking up in the air after like two punches. Now, granted, he had a little weird 
kind of a dumb and dumber type of cut. Shout out Stipe, but uh, them punches look like they was changing his ass every time they uh, glanced by him. He felt heavy wind, man, like, like Dragon Ball Z. But you have another cat, and it's still pivoting with Dana, uh, like John Jones, who's done every single thing under the sun to get fired that anybody could ever do in the history of employees or employers or working in general. I've never seen anybody gets get locked up as many times like you know it's not like it's drunkenly disorderly type stuff fight at a ball um you know maybe somebody got punched in the face or kicked in the nuts but nobody got really like hurt or maybe a um you know just mostly like fan encounters you know, drunken ball encounters, just shit like that. You know, I'm sure Cowboy Cerrone got in a couple of those motherfuckers, right? You know what I mean? Like, because you get regular dudes who, like, somehow think what these dudes is, like, doing this easy and simple just because they look like, nigga, it look easy when a nigga going for a punch and Jackie Chan catch that hole and move it. Uh, but you ain't Jackie Chan. So, like, Remember, I used to tell y'all stories about wrestlers, you know, since wrestling was fake. Well, it wasn't fake then. It's fake now. It's definitely fake now. Um, but since wrestling was fake, you know, these some cats get drunk and we want to fight these dudes. Like, yo, no, wrestling is fake, yada, yada. But some of these dudes, it's like actual legitimate tough guys. And, and back in those days, most of the wrestlers was big dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like the Rock 6'5", nigga. Uh, so cold, like 6'2". Hogan is probably like 6'7", 6'8". These some tall-ass niggas. Hogan, 6'7", 315 pounds. Yo, I don't know if y'all know, like, sizes and, like, dimensions of people. Nigga, 6'7", 315 pounds. That's a big-ass nigga. You, you see how that nigga looked on TV? On TV, everybody looked big. Like, people wouldn't know. Um, We met Conor McGregor one time, just randomly. This nigga, I'm, I'm taller than this nigga. I'm like, who this this little fucking leprechaun nigga? This nigga will beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this nigga's like 5'8". Five, five, he probably 5'7". Five, you know what I mean? Like, So people, everybody look big on TV, but this nigga Hogan, it was 6'7", 315. Brock Lesnar is 6'5", 325. Nigga, this nigga's just walking around like this. It's natural... You know, of course he's on he's on the sauce. He's probably smaller now. But when he's on that juice, this nigga's like 325. That's some big ass niggas. You know what I mean? So people test these um these UFC cats for whatever reason. They wanna they wanna test people. They just wanna, you know, I think it's the dumbest shit you can do, right? So I can see if John Jones get in trouble like that. He wasn't getting in trouble like that. This man's getting Drunk drive, though the first drunk driving one, he broke a pregnant woman's like leg or arm or some shit. Like Jesus, nigga, this is you could have killed her. Breaking a breaking a limb, Jesus, nice Christ, nigga. 
and he wasn't a drunk driver and hit a pregnant woman. He left. This nigga hit and run. He broke out that motherfucker. Nigga went to the crib. Nigga took it to the crib. <laughs> he took it to the crib. That was the first time. The second time, uh, that's on video, is when he getting routed with the police. He's like some kind of sports car. He's drunk. He's probably speeding. I think he was speeding. And he can ride with it with the police. Well, sir, I don't, I don't, you know, he sound like a, a drunk white woman. On top of the steroids, on top of just beating his old lady, like this dude has been like, you know, it's certain people. And it's going to be keep it real segment. We're going to be, we're going to keep it real segment. We got to be keep, keep it real segment. Certain people, when they're great, they can really pretty much get away with anything. Like, dog, like, Tupac went to jail for rape. We don't, nobody even discussed that shit, nigga. Nigga just play the music, keep rolling, nigga, keep bopping their head. Nigga, nigga, just like, this is, this is what it is. Bill Cosby. These are people that were uh, very talented and great people. Cosby got away with that shit, nigga, like 50 years, nigga. They was telling stories uh, of him doing that in the, in the 60s, the 70s. That's a long time ago. And we getting away with some shit. You get, you a 30-year criminal? A 40-year criminal? Sheesh. And you be coming around us? You be chilling and shit? Nigga, eat, uh, eat grapes, cheese, and crackers and shit? Nigga, you serial rapist. That's the type of people you, you, you dealing with. And this nigga John Jones is just a, a serial criminal. But he's not going nowhere because he's quote unquote the greatest fighter ever. Because even though he's not the biggest draw ever, um, it's, it's that's Conor McGregor. And then after that, it's uh, Ronda Rousey and Chael Sonnen. Uh, he's not even, I don't think, a top five draw uh, in UFC, but he is kind of consensus greatest fighter ever. So, you know, I guess the UFC, Dana White, don't want to lose that. Or, or either, you know, they got pictures of John Jones putting Dana White in a wall to Jericho covered in bacon grease. I don't really know. Uh, I'm really not sure you can have a job, but that's why, you know, I don't consider a race thing. Um, as far as why he didn't do it with Ngannou, I think he's a big crybaby, and he didn't get what he want, and he wanted to resign these bum-ass contracts the UFC be giving niggas. Go look up how these contracts is. It ain't even about the price, right? You know what I mean? The price of the contract, even if it's bullshit. Yo, they be signing niggas. Niggas be signing six-fight deals. Nigga, you want me to sign six fights, eight fights, 12 fights? That's a long time. Let's say you want me to sign a six-fight deal. Ain't nobody fighting six times within like three years. Most people don't do that. It's gonna take you four four years, five years to get six fights in. Depending on damage, depending on what's going on, it kind of depends. Uh, your boy was uh Holland. She had six fights in a year. It's a, it, it really do depend. But most people not like that. It's not gonna happen like that. Um. So they they. 
their their contracts are not only are they just treacherous. You know, you ain't getting paid shit. You getting paid half and half. So you might get, let's say, hey, you get six hundred thousand dollars a fight. Nah, nigga, that's three hundred and three hundred. You get three hundred to show up. What if you lose? That's all you get is that three hundred. If you win, you get the extra three. These cats are saying we want the six. Just give us the six, and no matter what, nigga, what the hell is this? You could afford the six, no matter what. Um. So they blame it on a lot of things. Uh, they blame the UFC pay on you know, um, them just buying it for four billion dollars and them trying to work themselves out of out of debt. I think that's not the fighters' problem. Uh, I guess it is, but it's really not. Um. Just like everybody else has a lot of excuses on why they don't pay people more. Um, but I don't think it's any type of, uh, I don't think that was, you know, racially motivated. Uh, it could have been. It probably was in, in some part. Um, because you just don't treat people like that. Uh, you have to see somebody that's a little bit less than you. And, uh, you know, it, it could be anything. but. Um, He's done it before, but like I said, there's some terrible people that reside within the, the UFC, and uh, he'll be smiling like he just won sixteen fucking million dollars. John Jones won a belt. He'd be wrapping that belt around his waist. He'd be feeling on his waist, touching his pelvic bone, um, grabbing his femur. So I just think he's a big fucking crybaby, and uh, I goddamn idiot. Stop running up on these dudes, man. Stop running up on these UFC cats, these MMA cats. Stop running up on people in general. Mind your business. Do what you need. Get your chips and, and go home. Get your Bud Light and fucking watch TV. Look at some hoes. Do whatever you're doing. Uh, stop trying to fight wrestlers. Well, you could probably beat up a wrestler now. These niggas 5'2". Uh, I'll throw somebody's head through a computer screen. But I told y'all back in the day, these stories are confirmed. The Rock confirmed these stories. Haku Everybody used some more all the white niggas thought he was black because back in the late 80s, early 90s, niggas ain't know about Samoans like that. White people ain't really up on that in certain areas. Uh, a certain area, a dark Mexican might be a nigga to a certain type of person. People don't see people. So they calling Haku and a nigga with, with big ER on the end. He didn't understand. He was confused because these niggas are Samoan. He's like, why you calling me this? And then everybody else is like, yo, why y'all why are y'all calling him this? Even the white dude's like, yo, he's Samoan. What, what the hell is wrong with y'all? But it's not the words that you say. Well, it are the words that you say, but the tone in which you say it means a lot more. And the respect in which you say it means a lot more. So he understood he wasn't a nigga, but he understood that they would be they want to be that disrespectful to him. That they call him a nigga. So one of them dudes got their nose bit off. And he, he had his nose spit on the floor. Right? So. What do you tell your old lady? What do you tell your mama? What do you tell. Uh, the people at work. The next week. What do you tell your kids? Because you don't have a fucking nose. And yesterday, you did. 
Yesterday you had a nose. And then one night you decided to call Simone a nigga. And now you got to go back to work without a nose. Or they put one of the big fake motherfuckers on your face that look like it's attached with glasses. Leave these people alone. Let's move on, man. I want to discuss uh, another fantabulous thing. It is the end of an era. If I had sound effects, I, I don't know. I should have sound effects by now. It's the end of an era. I just want to get some claps in this motherfucker. Some applause in this motherfucker. Some claps in this bitch. Uh, I am about a 20% New Orleans Pelicans fan, right? I got about 20% left. You can't just go cold turkey when you quit your team. You got to wean out. So my first thing of weaning out is I haven't seen one Pelicans game all year. For, and I actually I see no standings. If you are worse than the Pelicans, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because so right now, the 18 and 29, the Spurs 18 and 31, you should be ashamed of yourself. There's no way the, the San Antonio Spurs should be losing more games than the Pelicans. There's no fucking way. I know DeAndre Murray and all these niggas, Portal, uh, uh, Derek White, are you niggas not playing just no defense? Keldy Wayne's Lonnie Walker. What the hell going on, niggas? Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox. Tyree Halliburton. Uh, Harrison Barnes. Uh, Rashawn Holmes. Marvin Bagley. These are not bad NBA players. They're 18 and 32. They lost three more games than the Pelicans. Oklahoma City Thunder. 14 and 33. The Rockets, 14 and 34. The Pacers. I know the Pacers have been dealing with injuries, but 17 and 32, nigga, you have a worse record than the Pelicans? Let's embarrass everybody. The Pit. The Magic. I know you've been injured, but 9 and 40? No, it's been some injuries. Uh, nigga, but 940s. Sheesh Louise. All right, so we have 20% of the Pelicans, right? You got to win yourself off. So I haven't seen one single game all year. Um, I don't even react uh, to, to any Zion news anymore. There haven't been any in a week. This nigga's never playing again, but I haven't reacted to anything. And I'm about... And I'm transitioning to my new team. And I don't know if we discussed what my new team is. New team was the Toronto Raptors, right? So I'm about a 15% Toronto's Raptors fan. Um, I think probably this weekend I may go get a a, a, a Raptors hat just to kind of wean myself in there. I might, if I'm at 15, that'll put me up to about 30 about 42%. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get yourself in. You got to quietly get yourself in. I like myself, Jerry. 
I like the direction they're going in. I like the players they got. I like that motherfuckers play hard. And I like Nick Nurse as a coach. Because he's actually a good coach. And if y'all didn't know, I haven't been able to have a good coach on any team that I've rooted for in any sport. Any sport. John Fox. Alvin Gentry. I don't know about Monty Williams. Monty Williams is a fantastic coach, but um, that lets us know it was the Pelicans personnel because Monty Williams got the number one seed. I think he also has Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, McCall Bridges, and a whole bunch of other uh, good defenders. Uh, uh, team is a hell of a lot better than the, the Hornets uh, Pelicans was, but I just want to tell y'all that. So you see the uh, we did not hashtag a couple times. Uh, it's over, man. It's over. Three coaches, three years. Uh, no Zion Ingram has been pretty much hurt this year. He needs to. He needs to go. Uh, Valanciunas has been hooping this year. But he needs to go. I like Kira Lewis. I like Herbert Jones uh, Jr. Um, but enough is enough. This is like a cheating spouse uh, that just got this shit together. Like, you know, it's already too late. Let's move on. Uh, we had a nice discussion. Uh, last week, uh, on the Twitter, on the, t- the, the tweets a lot, about all-time spots, right? And what was this? Who was the, the player that initiated it? It was a wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Some random person. I can't think of the name. I just try to think of it. They looked at Jamal Chase's performance this uh, year. And since he, I believe, broke the rookie record for yards, um, this person decided to ask, was Jamal Chase, I think he said Jamal Chase, better than Calvin Johnson, Megatron? And first of all, that's stupid. Um, Was it Jamal Chase? Somebody was just in the playoffs. It wasn't Tyreek. It was definitely Jamal Chase. And that's a very, uh, just a stupid comparison. Look, you know, basketball is this really debatable thing. I can ask you best point. I can ask 10 people best point goal of all time. And they're all going to be in different orders, right? Like some people might have Magic first. Some people might have Stockton first. Some people might have uh, maybe like Westbrook or Curry or Gary Payton or I say Jason Kidd already, Jason Kidd. But it's going to be those same names. But one and two and three is all going to be different. It's very, it can be very, very interchangeable. Shooting guard, we know what the number one spot is. We know what the number two spot is. Three, four, and five are very debatable. Um, 
James Harden, Dwayne Wade, uh, in my opinion, uh, Reggie Miller. Uh, that can be debatable. Dwayne Wade and Harden will be the most debatable part of that. Um, but it is. Small forward. Uh, Brian Katie, Larry Bird, Scotty Pippen, etc. Right? I think one, two, and three will be the same. But four and five will be, you know, pretty debatable. Right? If you make a top 10 list, center is very debatable. Uh, nobody, you know, center power forward. Tim Jones, I guess, power forward. But everything else is debatable. In football, it kind of, the guys are who they are. Like, you're going to have to show me a lot. Like, in, in, in basketball every year. Every two years, it's another generational guy. Like, Zion's a generational guy. He hasn't got a chance to really prove he's not playing more games than he actually has played at this point. Um, But he's the next LeBron. I would be hard fucking pressed. You would be have to be just going, showing your ass, growing wings. To say after like three, four years, like, yo, this dude could be better than Randy Moss. Or after like six years, and like, yo, this dude is definitely better than Moss. Like, it, think in your head, dog. Moss, T.O., Megatron. Think of how good somebody got to be. For you to think Jerry Rice, nigga. I just need three Jerry Rice. Think of how good you got to be to be better than them four. In basketball, everything is so tipsy-turvy. It's a media thing, and we kind of make it that way. It's, it's so tipsy-turvy. Basketball's always been like, way. it's that way in the 90s. If y'all remember, inside the NBA in the 90s, um, when Kenny Smith first got on, this is more late 90s. And they've been talking like this. They've been talking. It's, it's always been this type of banner. When when Skip and, and, and Stephen A and kind of the talking face debatable thing, that's when when things just got super duper opinionated, and they just start grabbing random podcasters and random sports media guys to be talking faces on TV. A lot of these cats are just you know random cats, but uh, it, everything has never been so opinionated. Everybody has not ever had such a uh, had an ability to have an opinion. It was no way for me to have a podcast in fucking 2005. Not that I could think of. There's no avenue for that. Nobody listened to that shit. Now, you know, social media, different things like that. But to say, like, let's who next up? Burrow. You know what Burrow got to do to be, nigga? Burrow is going to have to sacrifice a small village to be better than Tom Brady. Like, nigga, it's going to take some time. How much time and work you think it gotta be to be better than Tom Brady and Joe Montana? Like this is these spots are just not debatable. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, uh Drew Brees, Dan Marino. So You can't treat the NFL like that's the on defense. Like, what linebacker? Who better than Ray? Like, can I say is anybody definitely better than Ray Lewis last ten years? 
That's also another thing with football. I'm trying to think of the all-timers. The all-timers only from the 90s? You could say Drew is the more of a 2000s. QB, yeah. Brady, I guess quarterback is caught up. Running back hasn't caught up. The all-time running backs is still old-time running backs, right? Barry, Emmitt, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson, OJ. I can't think of any new age, at least in the last 10 years. Forget we're in fucking 2022 right now. I still think it's 2012. Um, so I'm thinking the 2002 and shit. That's 20 years. Um, but it's, I, I still can't think of anybody. You know, the tight end with Kelsey and uh, Gronk has been uh, been bursting too. But tight end has never been that solidified, you know, anyway. Nobody's ever worried about tight end until Tony Gonzalez. Nobody's ever really worried about that shit like that. Um, defensive end, you got Aaron Donald, cast like that, but you know, Aaron Donald is, is, is great. He's already uh, a legend, nigga. But Reggie White is Reggie White. Like, I just think, first of all, that's a bad comparison um, to to compare anybody to Megatron, let alone after five years. Nigga, after one. So I think we should show football more respect. But this think about that in y'all here. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, dog, how cold somebody gonna have to be for me to say this dude is definitely better than Randy Moss. You know what I mean? Like I can see Antonio Brown and say Antonio Brown is probably better than like let's say Chris Carter. Or it probably the same type of one. Obviously, I probably would choose Chris Carter, but Y'all know what I mean. Like, that's that can be very debatable. That's a very debatable thing. Because Carter and Randy Moss are not really debatable. Even though they're both top-tier wide receivers, I'm definitely choosing Moss. I'm definitely going to choose T.O. I'm definitely going to choose um, Megatron. Maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe I'm just kind of uh, overthinking it, but... Um, point guards is just very interchangeable. Maybe it's just been too many point guards of all, uh, you know, good all time. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just a, a um, a deep category because wide receiver is a pretty deep category. When you think of, you know, greatest wide receiver ever, you make a top twenty-five. I would choose all of niggas. It's, it's niggas like Isaac Bruce. We barely talk about Tory Holt. Uh, the user, um, Jimmy Smith, Kenny McCarty. I just be Busting people ass. Reggie Wayne, uh, Harrison, uh, uh, Marvin Harrison, they used to be busting people ass. Like, it's so many wide receivers. Think about it. It's a very deep position. Um, so to just jump straight up to Megatron, it cr- hold up, let's look at receiving y'all's record, dog. How many, how many, rec- like, we don't be thinking about this and we just say shit. Um, how how many people can you really be better than when it comes to receiver, dog? Because even if you say you're better than uh, Marvin Harrison, nigga, that's a lot. Like, Marvin Harrison was a fucking dog. Like, you're going to really have to be cold. <laughs> like, you're going to really have to be cold. Like, I'm, I'm just really thinking about this. 
like people running backs like Barry. Just come on, cut it out, man. I I been dog. I ain't even. I've been ignoring Larry Fitzgerald. Jesus Christ, like Larry Fitzgerald. I'm looking at all-time receiving yards, right? Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Isaac Bruce, Tony Gonzalez, Tim Brown, Steve Smith, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. That's the top ten. Jamal Chase is not better than any. I'm no suspect Jamal Chase. He does have the potential to be better than anybody that he wants to be. But, nigga, these are some uh, very good uh, receivers. And to say you better than Marvin Harrison, to say you better than Steve Smith, to say anybody better than Isaac Bruce, to say anybody better than Steve Lawson or Jerry Rice, let alone Megatron, is tough to do, bro. It's really tough. It's really tough. Um, so stop doing it. Like, we always do it. <clears throat> we do it in basketball because basketball if y'all think about it, it's more of a dynasty-driven. It's a team game. It's the same cast playing on both sides of the ball. All of his team games, but it's really dynasty-driven. There's always errors. There's not. I I can't think of one decade where five different teams won or six different teams won. One team usually will rack up like four, or five of them bitches in a decade. That's just how it is. From the fifties. The Celtics, 60 Celtics, the 70s, I believe. Um, let's see. NBA championships every year. The 60s, the Lakers. The 50s, with the no, uh, what well, the 50s, it was the Lakers and Boston going. Um, the 70s is the Lakers. Let's see, the Lakers won. No, actually, the 70s was a good. Mix up 71, Milwaukee, then the Lakers, then the Knicks, then Boston, then Golden State, then Boston, then Portland, then Washington, then Seattle, then the Lakers, then Boston. That's when the Lakers-Boston thing just kept going in 1980. So in the 70s, I never even looked at this. It's a real diverse shift. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different teams won. Um, well, six. Trip and I counted the fucking Boston and Lagos twice. Six different teams won. That's pretty good. That's really good. That's what we. That's what we fucking call parody right there. But then in the, in the eighties, it's all Lakers. It's all Boston. You know, um, the Rockets was in here. They lost. And um, uh, you know, Detroit uh, got theirs at the end. And then when you go to the nineties, obviously it's all the Bulls. Bulls got six. You go to two thousands, it's all the Lakers. Um. Lakers and Spurs, really. Lakers, I think Spurs got like three. Yeah, one, two, three. Uh, Lakers got like five. Yeah, that's eight. I mean, it's eight right there. And then in this era, and then in the 2000s, we got a little mix-up, a little bit of mix-up. You know, Detroit, there's always going to be one team or two teams, Detroit and, and Dallas. Dallas got it in 11, but... um. Everything is built upon dynasty, so it's just real different to uh, to compare football and basketball in that way because when we are comparing positions, we always bring up championships and um, football at this point. Uh, kind of just if it's Tom Brady, more than likely Tom Brady is going to be there. Like I think that's the safest 
motherfucking bet that we can make. Goddamn, I just pissed myself off with the Tom Brady. Let's move on. Get away from football. Um, let's get back to basketball. I saw something very interesting yesterday. So, uh, I saw the clip. I didn't finish the entire interview. And it was a clip with DeMar DeRozan, um, with Taylor Rooks. And he spoke about him almost kind of potentially being a Laker at one point, right? It didn't happen. It didn't go through. But it could have happened. And he said he was very close. And he took a little bit of a pay cut. Um, I looked at the contract and what he's getting paid now to be with the Bulls. It's like $27, 28000000 million. He said a little bit of a, a pay cut. And um, he kind of. He kind of intimated a little bit it, it, it would be little. So I assume we'd probably be getting like 24, 25, maybe $23 million, right? Um, Westbrook is getting $50 million, right? Buddy Hill is also an, another player that's been alleged to say that I think they pretty much thought that they were going to the Lakers. Uh, the way DeMar was talking, it was a done deal for him. Uh, but it wasn't done, a done deal for the Lakers, I guess. But it seems as though we have a problem, right? So let's 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 think about this. Okay. So all of these cats like Matras Harrell, KCP, um, Kuzma. I know Kuzma coming up. You probably would have to pay Kuzma. So. All of what I'm saying is not, it may not just be accurate or in a perfect bubble, right? But you at least retain retain one or two of those. You can still trade one. You can still trade Kuzma. It doesn't have to be for Westbrook, right? We know that, right? Okay, obviously, duh. Getting DeMar DeRozan by itself, just him, just bringing him in, like, Somebody had to have a lack of confidence in DeMar DeRozan for $23 million because that's a three-headed dragon right there. Like, I know people may not see DeMar DeRozan that way. I don't know. Like, just because he hasn't won a championship. But DeMar DeRozan can fucking hoop. Like, maybe they thought, you know, they want it can't be a, a, a floor spreading things because Westbrook can't shoot no fucking threes either. DeMar just don't shoot them. So, I'm really racking in my head here how you can have this, still have the team with KCP. Let's think of the original Lakers roster from last year with no Westbrook. KCP, Kuzma, Montrez, Harold. Let's say Kuzma goes Let's say Macho Harrell goes. I think Macho Harrell was probably having, excuse me, I think he was probably having Frank Vogel problems and not like roster um, problems. Because Macho Harrell, he can play play fucking basketball. Um, DeMar DeRozan instantly fixes so many problems. And let's just say you have $50 million in cap sitting around. Cap don't really mean that. Let's just say you got $50 million sitting around. If you get him at a discount at 23 25 you can bring in a whole nother DeMar DeRozan character 
or caliber character. Y'all see what I'm saying? If DeMar takes 25, look, if you look at him in, in the spectrum of basketball, how many players are better than DeMar DeRozan? I'm going to tell you, not really that many. So if you bring him in, maybe, maybe they don't think the flow would work with DeMar and AD. I think that's stupid. I think if you're a coach, you just figure that out. Like, I... What I'm going to have to, that's really interesting. I shouldn't have heard that. What about DeMar DeRozan at a discounted price and more than enough space to bring in another DeMar DeRozan type character at the, at the, at the same or similar price, even cheaper? Like I know some people were thinking Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill is not at the, the level of DeMar DeRozan. Go look at what Buddy. Let me. I'll show you what Buddy Hill's been fucking doing on here. All this Buddy Hill talk. I've been watching these games. Uh, all yeah. All this Buddy Hill talk is has been crazy. Why didn't he get Buddy Hill? Buddy Hill, Buddy. I don't think Buddy Hill scored thirty points this 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 uh this season. Um, let me get on. It. And this is not me shitting on Buddy Hill, but uh, what kind is uh, you know. But I, I, I'm not a hater. I am. But that with Buddy Hill, I'm not hating on Buddy Hill. That actually is true. Um, let's see. Can I get a uh, Buddy Hill stats this year? Jeez, can I? Oh, goddamn. And they give me literally this year. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. It's taking a long time. I'm sorry. There we go. Recent games. See all. See all. This one above. This one above. It's for that. Is that. Recent games. All right. Oh, my God. That took too long. So, Buddy Hill, this year, his high scoring games is 26, 26, and 27. Everything else is under 20. Um, his previous set, this is December, 29, 21, and 21. Everything else is under 20. This this uh, this is uh, November. His highest total is 26, 25, 22, 21, and 22. Everything else is under 20. So, Buddy Hill, I'm not saying Buddy Hill is bad. But for that 25, I don't know. I think they would have probably given him that 25. How he works with the Lakers system with LeBron is uh, uh, a lot different than playing with the fucking Sacramento Kings. I do understand that. Because uh, Sacramento is fucking trash. Uh, but just looking at his play, if you're going to hoop, you're going to hoop. Like, I mean... I, I I don't I don't really know what to say. You know what I mean? If you're on a bad team and you and you averaging twenty, you average twenty five, then it it just kind of is what it is. So I, I see it a little different. But I do think just Demar Derozan at the discounted price would have the Lakers 
with a better record? Am I tripping about thinking that? Can y'all let me know? Am I tri- just DeMar? Not having 50, getting DeMar for 25 and having another 25 for play play. On top of, if you want to pay your guys, say, hey, you want to pay Montrez Howard a little bit to stay? Bam, you want to pay KCP a little bit to stay? Even though KCP is probably getting like too much already. Bang, pay a little bit to Montrez. Pick a couple cats up. Bam, bam, here are the trades. I can understand that. But to just say, fuck that, we just want Westbrook. When, I think Westbrook is an all-time player. These days, Westbrook is not better than DeMar DeRozan. So, do y'all get what I'm saying about the decision making? Who the fuck made that decision? Who the fuck vetoed that decision? Who the fuck took the stamp off the paper and tore the paper up on that trade, on that on that signing? Because Yeah, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So to end the podcast, I wanted to talk about um I really don't get this DeMar DeRozan thing. You got 50 million. You get DeMar DeRozan. You don't get Westbrook. Like is can you not? It's more about trading, trading off KCP and Kuzma and all them niggas. Listen, it's 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 a little confusing. Um, what I want to discuss is uh, last part I talked about uh some good coaches for Coach Idea, right? And I brought up JB Bickerstaff because. The Cleveland Cavaliers, as you just saw with them beating the Bucks, they've been playing fantastic, fantastic this year. Um, even with Rubio going out, even with Sexton going out, they're now the number three seed. Last time we spoke, they were six. So the two, um, well, Rubio didn't start, came off the bench. Sexton started dealing with injuries, just like everybody else has. Uh, so JB Bickerstaff is still up there. They're thirty and nineteen. Um, one team I did not know, I don't think I brought up, and they are now the number one seed in the Easter Conference. And to remind you, the Easter Conference is seven games behind the West. The Heat got 31 wins, and the Suns got 38. There's seven fucking things. So this is the real Western Conference. This is what the fuck motherfuckers been talking about, right? Spolster. What the hell, man? No matter who's playing, like, look, bro. I've been doing a lot of the DraftKings things. And, you know, through DraftKings, you really get to see. Because you have to study uh, player minutes, games played, you know, roster configuration, who's playing, who's not. On how many minutes they're playing, on what times, who has COVID, who's injured, who's coming off the bench. Well, this dude was supposed to come off the bench, but he only played 11 minutes last game. And a dude that was behind him in rotation, he played 25 minutes. So the next game, do I count on a dude that was behind him in rotation to play more minutes? Or the dude that was first just had some injury, so they let the other dude came in? Or was I watching the game, and I see that maybe he was in foul trouble? You got to be watching the game too to see what happened. Uh, so there's a lot that goes on. 
the Miami Heat have been injured all fucking year. Still injured now. They've been injured all year. Bam just got back. Jimmy Butler just getting back. Tyler Hero been back and in and out. He coming off the bench now. I don't even know if Kyle Lowry even playing right now. But somehow, Gabe Vincent, they had Max Strauss. We don't know any of these niggas. They found a good center, uh, the third string center, uh, Hardenstein. Feel bad for him. He's going to be a good trade piece, but he came off the bench because Bam went out, and then Deadman went out, and then Hardenstein come in, and he's fucking hooping. I mean, he ain't go back to the bench because he's the third guy, but. What the fuck is up with Miami Heat? Every single year. Every single year. No matter if they're in the playoffs or not, I do not care. When it comes to, look, I understand, understand this shit from a fan point of view, from a real point of view. Unless you are a certain, certain, certain somebody, you ain't going to the playoffs this every year. And if you is going to the playoffs every year, last decade, you probably didn't go to the playoffs every year. Or four years ago, you wasn't in the playoffs. Or the next decade, you won't be in the playoffs every year. Just, 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 just how it goes. All the Warriors fans, last decade, they wasn't in the playoffs at all. What they was, they was getting tossed. That's just this, this how things work out. But the Miami Heat, who are 8-2 and two in the last 10, the fucking video guy, somehow, again, again, the video guy, the blockbuster, has the best record in, in the Eastern Conference. So, um, I just want to say shout out to Spolstra. That was a... Uh, with COVID and injuries, people talking about COVID. I was in December. Uh, injuries is busting the NBA ass. These dudes hurt every single night. Four, five games, six games, seven games, eleven games. My motherfuckers are missing a lot of games. So, um, Adam Silver's not seen having. Uh, shout out to Spolster. Shout out uh, JB Bickerstaff. Uh, Miami Heat. Pat Riley. I'm. This is the decision, right? Let me let me let me, let me talk to y'all. I, I just started this, right? And this is... So Miami Heat hasn't won an NBA championship since LeBron left. Let's just say LeBron's last hoorah was about Spolstra because they didn't like each other. It was LeBron didn't like him. If LeBron left, because LeBron gets coaches fired, right? It, it just is what it is, but. He is the, he's the guy. We're going to keep it real. He get coaches fired, just like when he got to Cleveland. That dude that was there, they went to the finals, and this nigga still got fired. Frank Vogel wasn't even supposed to be the coach. The coach was going to be Jason Kidd. The Lakers superseded that decision and made Jason Kidd an assistant. It's just kids like, you know what, fuck this shit. And when they won the championship, you're like, fuck this shit, nigga. I'm, I'm just going to get my own shit. That's how he got his own shit. But Do you choose Miami's last eight years of stability 
or do you just want LeBron James for those eight years? For the last, so the last eight years, I'm not counting championships because we don't know what will happen. We don't know what will happen and how it will happen. I'm just saying having LeBron on the Miami Heat for the last eight years versus having Spolstra for the last eight years. You know, at some point, Wade was probably going to be gone. Wade been gone. Wade been gone since like the 15, 16 year. For real, for real. Wade been gone for a while. Bosch been gone for a while. You know what I mean? Like, things would have had to change. Now that I think about that, damn, things would have to change big time. Because Wade and Bosch is just, they've been, they've been out for, they've been gone for a while, though. Like, <clears throat> and I mean, playing on a high level for a while. I know Dwayne Wade is not like it's been 10 years since so he fucking retired. But I mean, playing like, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, you know, he had a couple uh, uh, high moments at a good uh, end of a season. I forget what season that was, but um, y'all know what I mean. We're talking super, super high level here. So I'm assuming everybody's going to choose LeBron. Um, I won't say eight years of LeBron. I would say just eight years of just, what if you fire Spolstra? LeBron, he's not staying a full eight. I think we he not he wouldn't stay the four eight. We've got another four years of LeBron. Let's say that four years of LeBron versus eight years of Spolstra. Which one would you take? I'm gonna still go with Spolstra. I like good coach. This is how it is. Um, but four years of LeBron, you probably get another one or two championship. Thank y'all for listening. I think it might actually go with LeBron. I'm changing my decision last time before I uh, call. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube. Hi, boy, Wardy. I'll holler. I'll link it up. Yes, sir.